0: Good morning, it's July 26, 2022, and this is to my liberal friends. How many of you are tired of the January 6th committee and their continuous hearings? I know that I'm tired of the political posturing. We all know what happened on that day. We all know that Donald Trump encouraged his supporters to come to the nation's Capitol in Washington, DC on January 6, 2021. We all know that some of them got riled up during Trump's speech on the Mall and they marched on the Capitol building. And we all know that a large number illegally entered the Capitol and caused damage. We also know they're being identified and prosecuted. The next question you have to ask is, why are the Democrats dragging this out by having hearing after hearing? The answer is simple. They they think they can use these hearings to help them in the midterm elections. They don't have any major legislative accomplishments to run on, so they want to run against Donald Trump. If you're running for a house seat in rural Georgia, or Tennessee, or Oklahoma, you're not running against the Republican on the ballot. You're running against Donald Trump. If you wonder why they want to run against Donald Trump, you need to only look back at the last 18 months and ask yourself, what has this Congress and administration accomplished? First, they've added trillions of dollars to the national debt. And if left unchecked by Joe Manchin, they would have added trillions more. This is the root cause of inflation, where you have too many dollars chasing too few goods. Second, Biden came into office threatening to end the reliance on fossil fuels. It's is a noble idea, but not realistic with the technology available today. Perhaps someday in the future we might get there and we should keep trying, but in the meantime, accept that we need oil and gas. Biden and his minions like to blame Putin and in his invasion of Ukraine for high gasoline prices, but they've already they had already gone up over $1 and some cents per gallon before Russia invaded. Third, Democrats and Biden have opened up the southern border and it's allowed millions to illegally enter the country. It mocks the law, and even Hispanic voters are realizing this is not a good policy. And fourth, they have failed to pass any major legislation, and their biggest victory was a bipartisan infrastructure bill. You would have thought they would have learned something from that effort and tried to find compromises. But the progressive wing of the party will not allow compromise and now criticize Biden for not issuing even more executive orders. Let me expound on that subject. Executive orders were initially designed to correct technical issues within the government. They were never designed to be sweeping policy changes, but over the last 25 years, we have seen them used more and more by presidents of both parties. The reason? Presidents have been unable or unwilling to work with both parties in the Congress to arrive at compromises. Hence, they issue executive orders that are immediately undone by the next president from the opposition party. This is no way to run the government. Now we have Democrats realizing they have failed to get anything of any real substance done in the Congress, so they turn to their boogeyman, Donald Trump. They hold these January 6 hearings as a method of reminding the public that Donald Trump should be public enemy number one. They hold him up as some evil demon that everyone should be afraid of. But guess what? Donald Trump is not on the ballot in the midterms. He's not running for anything. But Democrats have nothing else to run. Their accomplishments are zero. So we're now entering the final stretch for this session of Congress. They have this week before starting the August recess. In the Senate, they plan to vote on the chip bill that will give a major subsidy to the U.S. semiconductor chip makers. The fact that these companies don't really need a subsidy doesn't seem to matter. Congress has decided they will give it to them. Over in the House, the Democrats are still getting the votes together to move a ban on the sale or possession of high-capacity magazines and assault-style weapons, the first legislation in decades on guns. There are not the votes to move that in the Senate, but they will pass it anyway. Also on the agenda is a pair of bills aimed at wildfires and drought as this nation delivers this fire season delivers more devastating blazes. Somehow, a bill limiting private ownership of big cats, think Tiger King, made it onto the package precess to-do list. You've got to wonder why. And you can expect the House to get called back to Washington if the Democrats can pass what they call the drug pricing bill, but anyone reading it knows they're packing it with as many goodies as Joe Manchin will allow, and they will pass it under reconciliation, another process like the executive orders that was never intended for what it's being used for today. I do want to talk about something that Congress is doing that is actually a good thing and will help people prepare for retirement. A couple of years ago, Congress passed the 2019 SECURE Act, which affected retirement savings laws. Some of that will finally take effect this fall. One of those provisions will allow employers to start showing lifetime income illustrations. Now, for anybody planning retirement, that's a great step forward to sort of get an idea of what kind of money you're going to have in retirement. Another provision in the law lets employers permit their employees to convert their 401k funds into monthly income annuities. There are pros and cons to annuities, but many people find them comforting to know just how they will be get how much they will be getting each month from their savings, I would encourage anyone thinking about using this technique to meet with a qualified financial advisor and get an unbiased opinion of your best options based on your own savings and lifestyle. But Congress is going to make some more changes, and there are improvements. The House of Representatives recently passed legislation known as Secure 2.0, with big bipartisan support. Read that bipartisan, a compromise. That's now before the Senate, and it should be signed into law. It will automatically enroll employees in 401ks if their employers offer them. Data shows that the contribution rates are much higher when the plans have auto-enrollment. I worked on legislation that helped us get to that point. Years ago, when new employees were asked if they wanted to join the 401k plan, many of the younger employees were saying no. They could not spell retirement, let alone think of it, and wanted the money now. The question was changed to do you want to opt out of the plan and many were afraid to do so thinking it would look negative. Making it automatic is a good change. Secure 2.0 legislation would also raise the amount that people 62 to 64 year old could put into 401k plans each year. Currently people over 50 are allowed to make what are known as annual catch-up contributions up to 6,500 more than the normal limit. Secure 2.0 would let people Between 62 and 64, put in up to an extra 10 grand a year if they can afford to do so. I would expect this legislation to pass in the Senate with another bipartisan win for the American people. Are you listening, Joe Biden and the rest of his progressives? Quit reliving January 6th and start working together to do things that matter to the public. This has been To My Liberal Friends. Thanks for listening.